It is time for the morning brief to Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Hey there, Deb. Good morning, John. I have to imagine you're probably, because you, you have footprints in two different places, you guys are probably going to avoid Niagara this weekend? Yes, thankfully we, we are here. And I think, as you know, we went to the Buffalo Bills game last weekend, and I had looked at tickets for last Sunday because it was a birthday gift for Tim tickets last Sunday or this Sunday, and I'm so thankful we chose last Sunday or we'd be uh, heading off to Detroit. Yeah, I know, because yeah, they've, they've had to move the Buffalo Bills game to Detroit. I had somebody earlier today saying, if you had to choose, which city would you rather be in? And I thought, eh, most Ontarians would probably choose neither. But anyway, let's keep moving. <laughs> Actually, I like Buffalo, and it's home to one of the greatest Frank Lloyd Wright houses there is, but let's keep moving. Uh, 5 p.m. Sunday, deadline set to signal uh, school stoppage on Monday, which seems a bit last minute to me, but I guess they want to give enough runway for negotiations. Oh, gosh, where do I begin on this? So 5 p.m. Sunday is better than what happened the last time. And I don't mean two weeks ago, but three years ago with QP, which is my kids went to bed not knowing if they had school the next day because it was so late by the time they they settled things. So uh, as long as they can get to a deal by five o'clock, then at least we have some certainty before you put the kids to bed. However, Given what I have heard in the last 48 hours from the union, I am not at all hopeful that my kids will be in school on Monday. And it's just fundamentally wrong. My, my youngest is a PD day here in Toronto today. So quite frankly, the end of school starts today. <coughs> Excuse me. And she came home with the biggest backpack. Everything in her desk was sent home. And it's just sad. Like, it's just so sad because the number of times we have had the same experience, albeit related to the pandemic, just is crushing for these kids. I, I cannot believe we are here again. There's no reason for it. And when I started to hear over the last 48 hours that it's no longer about salaries, it's about job descriptions and more work for employees, unacceptable. Not in the union's purview. The union does not get to say, hey, the EAs are now going to be tutors, which is what Laura Walton told us two days ago on The Rush. Uh, yesterday, we were taking calls, Deb, and a 10-year-old girl, so grade five, called in, and I asked her what her thoughts would be if she was out of school on Monday and the prospect of going back to online learning. You know, I would not be happy not to go to school because then I won't see my friends. And it's harder to learn online because it glitches and you miss a lot of stuff. Right. So on, on, how would you feel if there was no school on Monday and would, you're back in I'd front be, of a computer? I'd be sad because the whole point of school is to get out of your house and go learn, not to stay in your house. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything you and I can add to that. No, although her mom called in yesterday on the rush. Oh, yeah. And she well, we asked, uh, we said now that it's sort of settling in. Now we've heard from the government. Now we've heard from QP. How are you feeling? What are your plans for Monday? Have you already made them? And her mom called in and said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like she truly did not know at, I think, five o'clock yesterday what she's going to do Monday. And I think that is pretty fair game for most people. So for the second day in a row. Um, a collegiate in Oakville called Oakville Trafalgar High School. Classes were suspended because of an email threat. Police investigated, found nothing. But it's uh, not all that hard to suspect this has something to do with that shop teacher who, who likes to wear gigantic um, prosthetic breasts in order to draw attention, if nothing else. 
Yeah, and, and let's be clear, no threat of violence, no violence whatsoever is acceptable. But the reason we're here is because a teacher felt the need to bring their agenda into the classroom. And, and I don't know what else to call it other than an agenda. And that's just, again, the kids are the ones who suffer. Two more days out of the class and then maybe on Monday. There's a very lengthy feature by multiple reporters in the Toronto Star. And while they don't assert completely that something is in the fix or the fix is in or whatever you want to say, they certainly draw some interesting lines, Deb, about people, developers who brought up property in the green belt and then not long later, the government has changed the rules and all of a sudden that property is worth multiples more. Um, I guess we have to be careful in how we talk about something like this, but developers have always had a very cozy relationship with provincial governments, liberal and conservative. So, I read the article very carefully, and I think you characterized it appropriately, which is they put a bunch of actual facts in the in the story, but the lines that they draw and the conclusions are simply, uh, I think, suggested. They have found no, you know, A equals B kind of uh, relationship. A couple of things about developers. They are speculative, always have been. They support uh, particularly the large ones in the GTA. They've always supported the liberals and the conservatives, pretty much equally, depending, again, speculating on who's going to be in power. None of that is new. So if there is an actual piece of evidence that a developer speculated based on, so didn't speculate, but purchased based on insider knowledge, absolutely categorically wrong. Somebody needs to be fired. Some changes have to be made. In the absence of that proof, I think the government needs to come forward and say, hey, this is why we chose these parcels. These are why we made decisions to keep certain parcels in the green belt, take certain parcels out, and swap out certain parcels so that overall we have a bigger uh, set of acres for the green belt. But I, until there is evidence, I, I really think, and I've been on the, on the receiving end of star stories like this myself in my days in government, uh, we there needs to be proof and just simply saying developers speculate on land developers give to the conservative government as they've done to the liberals is not proof enough for me speaking of property development looks like the national capital commission is ready to put the key in the door and say goodbye to 24 sussex to which i would say good riddance Oh, so a couple of things on this, John. I actually, uh, it's one of the few things where I say spend money <laughs> from the federal government. I think we should preserve 24 Sussex. I think it should be uh, functional and all of those things. I think the reason they closed the doors now, and I'm with you, I don't like the National Capital Commission. I think it should be blown up and have something new put in its place. The reason I don't like it is I think they just decided after there was a story about the expense, oh, maybe we better close it down and get on with it. So uh, it's been a waste of money, no doubt about it. I think shutting it down is the wrong decision, but get on with rehabbing it if, if that is, in fact, the right decision on behalf of, of taxpayers and on behalf of, of our government and our country, quite frankly, because I like the notion that we try to preserve some of our history. And have you uh, sent a, a, a farewell tweet yet? It seems that everybody on Twitter is, is saying goodbye this morning. That would require me to open my Twitter account, which I don't know how long it's been since I've done that. So no, <laughs> I, I belong. I've tweeted the odd thing. I, I'm more apt to retweet things. That's easier. But it is not a big part of my life one way or another. Okay, good to know. Deb, you have a wonderful day and uh, nice to have you this morning. Thanks, John.